0: Amen. We'll um, really let what we were just singing be our uh, prayer. Let's join with me again as we pray what we were just uh, singing. Speak, O Lord, and renew our minds. Help us grasp the heights of your plans for us. Truths unchanged from the dawn of time that will echo down through eternity. And by your grace, we stand on your promises, and by faith, we walk as you walk with us. Speak, O oh Lord, till your church is built, and the earth is filled with your glory. Amen. We've been uh, the last four weeks uh, exploring together how we do listen uh, to God, how we engage with with what what God's plans are for us. uh, Really trying to answer a couple questions, just how how do we hear God's word for us today? How do we hear of God's plan for us today? What what is God's will for our, our lives? How do we listen to God? Today, we're going to look at a specific example of a fellow named Samuel. Now, Samuel's in this particular event here. Um, he's a young, junior priest in a way. You know, he, he's helping out um, in the temple, which was the church in the day. You know, what I mean, so he would he would come in, be sure all the things were in the right place, he'd be sure all the animals were there, the candles were lit, all that kind of stuff, and he was helping his uh, the the main priest uh, Eli. And Eli, uh, his sons were uh, supposed to be in line to take over Eli's place, but uh, Eli didn't do a really good job, didn't have a good succession plan, didn't do a really good job of helping his sons um, come on board. And matter of fact, he, he, he blew it. Uh, he, just, he didn't stop and correct his sons as they were doing things that were really dishonoring the name of Yahweh uh, in, in the temple. And so that's sort of the situation, and we're, we're going to encounter Samuel and Eli in a conversation while Samuel is, is asleep. He's sleeping it's night, he's sleeping in the temple where he's supposed to be, and we'll learn from Samuel and Eli some of the, the ways, some of the, the principles, significant principles to add to our journey of how we hear God's plan, how we know God's plan uh, for us. It's uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3, Um, it's found on page 215 in your pew Bible, or you can uh, follow along on the screen, or whatever device you might have that has the scriptures in it, feel free to um, turn to 1 Samuel chapter 3, and we'll read through verse 10. Hear the word of the Lord. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, my son. Lie down again. Now, Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. You know, the biblical writers are really nice at this time. You know, I'm just wondering, you know, really, what's going on with Samuel and Eli? Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before. Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, a couple things as we just look at the events between Samuel and Eli that help us engage with how do we know God's plan for us. How do we hear God's will, God's desires? First, you have to note the spiritual climate is significant. The the spiritual climate in in Samuel and Eli's day was one of silence. We're told at the the very beginning that the, the words of the Lord were rare in those days and that visions were not widespread Both the external climate and the internal climate within Samuel and even Eli were unaware, were out of touch with the the season of God speaking to them. I mean, Samuel was a good church servant, so was Eli. I mean, they were there, they were doing the stuff, they were sure the candles were lit. And we're told the light of the Lord hadn't gone out in in the temple. The ark was where it was supposed to be. It was was nice. It was clean. They had gone through the the necessary rigors. They'd done what they were supposed to do, but the climate within them and around them was not one that allowed to hear God regularly and to walk with Him. Samuel was not personally prepared, nor was the climate such that encouraged hearing the word of the Lord. It was a, a climate of silence. What's the climate around you and in you today? For hearing from the Lord, from walking with the Lord. Don't as can be the case, you know, we can quickly go and, and blame the, the world. You know, we can blame everybody out there. Well, th- this, this story didn't happen out there. This story happened in here. I mean, it happened in the temple. It happened in the church. It was, it was people who were saying Yahweh was their God. So what, what's the climate like in, in you and around you? Is it one that fosters listening for the Lord, watching for the Lord, expecting the Lord to be at work in and around you? Or is it one that can easily just miss, avoid, be overwhelmed by the things around you so that you get confused? As I consider that, the climate, the spiritual climate around me and within me, I'm convicted by a number of folks that I read and a couple of folks that I know, folks like Dallas Willard and Richard Foster and Glandian Carney who say that the, the spiritual climate of our day is so characterized by being busy, hurried, and distracted that it is not a climate of hearing God lead direct and guide us. We can be so overly distracted by the things around us that that for, for our own personal peace, just to escape, that we just keep the noise going or the activity going, that we never stop and listen. We can be so overly focused in this the challenge both ways. So overly focused for on personal success that we're so busy climbing the ladder, uh, driven for what we want to achieve, that we don't stop and listen and hear what God would be saying to us. The the twenty four hour a day noise produces a spiritual climate of silence. It's not that God doesn't speak, but it's just that we're unable to hear amidst the roar of the 24-hour-a-day noise. I think another challenge in in our spiritual climate is is what has been called for years uh, deism deism is the belief you know that god sort of got things started but now he's no longer active he's just sort of sitting on his front porch sipping lemonade and rocking in his rocking chair not really active in our lives that's where Samuel was. So, verse 7, you know, Samuel, he, he just, it says that Samuel didn't yet know the Lord. You know, the, the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. You know, he was un- uninstructed, unaware, and just sort of thought he was supposed to go through the motions and doing good church work and never really engaging with God. Where are you? What's your climate in you and around you? Too, too hurried? Too busy? Too distracted? Or a sense of God just sort of being out there and not connected with you? What Samuel needed, he then received in the events of our story here. What, what he needed was somebody. He needed help from somebody more experienced in walking with the Lord. And Eli served that purpose. Now again, Eli was not perfect. Eli had made some major mistakes. And, and it, it's, it, it's a little telling that it took Samuel coming to Eli three times before Eli, who was the head priest, came to his mind. Hey, maybe God's trying to talk to Samuel in the house of the Lord. You know, with all the work that, that we do in, in the church, you know, and how wonderful we, we do this, the, the work as, as officers in the church teaching Sunday school and all these other, other things, you know, helping with youth group and crash and leading and worship and all the rest. And we can, even in the house of the Lord, get so focused on all the things that we're doing that we forget the very purpose is to be walking with God. Thankfully, God is not thwarted even by our dullness. And it's not dependent on Eli being overly righteous. But he is there to then help Samuel by saying, Go back and lay down. This is what you need to do. Everybody needs an Eli. And those who are following Jesus are responsible to be an Eli to others who are less experienced in following Jesus. We as a community need one another. As Karen said at the beginning of the service, you know, I mean, we together are the body of Christ. We, we are necessary for one another. In order to help us see our own blind spots, in order to help encourage us, support us, because in the ways of the world, hearing the Word of God, hearing God lead and some of the things God wants us to do, are not easy. If it was easy to hear the word of God and then easy to do it, we we wouldn't need one another. You certainly wouldn't need me. And some of you still think you don't. Um, Maybe you're right. But everyone has a responsibility then to be an Eli to a Samuel. And everyone who is a Samuel has a responsibility to pursue an Eli. I think this might be the greatest point of this passage for us. I think this might be a point of the passage that will be for us for the next five years. A pointed question. If you're an experienced follower of Jesus, are you pouring your life into somebody? Are you an Eli with a Samuel? And if you're not, then my challenge to you is to begin now asking God to raise up within you that desire, that need, that responsibility to be an Eli to somebody. The great thing with Eli, man, he's messed up. Doesn't take somebody that has all the answers Doesn't take somebody that's done everything right, because Eli didn't. But what it does take is breaking down the walls of American individualism that encourages us to put up facades. And some of the the worst places that happens is in the church, where this might be the last place we can be real. And that's just broken. Because the one place we should be real is before God because we're not telling God something God doesn't already know. And so if we're to be the body of Christ to one another, then this should be the first place that we should be able to be real. And yet, sometimes it's the last. Again, again, it's not something that you... uh, have to be overly righteous to do, but one simply trying to follow Jesus and you're experienced in that, then it's your responsibility to pour into the life of, the, of Samuel's. And no, for so many of you who are giving yourself in so many different ways that that's got to be your ultimate purpose When as a, a deacon or an elder or as a Sunday school teacher or the different ways that we, we serve and give is to be looking for ways to come alongside Samuel's. And note the the wisdom of Samuel. You know, that that he went to Eli. Didn't just try to figure it out on his own, He, he went to Eli for the help and support that he needed. I think that's a, a necessary part of being church and, and one in which the, the, the forces around us do not help and support and encourage and one in which we're going to have to intentionally pursue tearing down those walls. But then the, the last thing from the passage, note what, what Eli's wisdom to, to Samuel uh, what, he, what he says to him. And finally, you know, Samuel comes to him after waking him up over and over again. And, and he, he gives great um, word of instruction to Samuel. All right, go back, lay down. And when you lay down, if you hear it again, this is what you want to pray. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Yeah, and as I've been studying that this week, that, that, that sentence, that prayer, it just captured me. Man. It, just, it messed me up a little bit. You know what I mean? I just, it just came to mind over and over again. Just, in, just as things would come to mind, that would be the, the prayer that I'd want to say, all right, Lord, speak to me. Your servant is listening. And that was really helpful because the word that I kept getting stuck on was "servant." And it sort of corrected again my, you know, so the prayer, a lot of times we're going to prayer and we're supposed to, ask God, anything you want. I mean, ask God. Ask Him. He tells us. Come, ask. But praying this prayer helped remind me, oh yeah, wait a minute. I'm not there to get what I want. I'm there to, to get what God is giving, which is a whole lot better than what I want. And that I am coming before God as his servant. Yeah, and that's, that's been really the, the main point of these four weeks. You know, that we, we can get really caught up and saying, I, I want to know God's will. If God would just tell me what I'm supposed to do, then I would go do it. You know, and I've, we've said this every week. Really? You know, I mean, come on. He makes it clear here. <laughs> you know, he makes it clear here. Don't lie. You know I mean? Don't lie. It's pretty simple, easy. Not the easiest thing to do. Don't lust! Don't hate! Forgive everyone! Forgive your enemies! There's not a lot of interpretation needed there. (laughs) But there's there's a lifelong journey of living into that. And we don't do it alone. That's why we need one another. Some of our greatest failures of American Christianity is thinking that we can do it by ourselves. And that has caused more disobedience and depression and loss in the church, in American Christianity, at least in in this American's Christianity, and I venture to guess in many of yours too, than anything else. I love in James One, where James tells us to to ask God for wisdom because God gives wisdom generously and with the, the word there's generously and without frustration yeah you know, it 's a great word because it 's like you know yeah you know, sometimes you don't know you think i got to give Samuel props there because, man, he just kept going back to Eli over and over again. And I'd go once or twice. I don't like waking up people in the middle of the night, you know, because they usually throw things at me or they cuss me out or, you know, that kind of stuff. But Eli just kept going back to, to Samuel, and that speaks volumes to me, and that really demonstrates that, that God has that same generosity as Spirit. And he, he longs for us to ask him for wisdom. Longs for us to say, "Here, speak to me, Lord. Your servant is listening. He's not bothered if we say that prayer every five minutes. And you know, it's not like a child to a parent, you know, on the drive. Are we there yet? You know, it's not like that. He he thrives in us asking over and over again, and I love that about." the very nature of God, and Eli's wisdom to Samuel. So in this pursuit knowing God's plan. We've really hit on a number of basic things. One, the main goal is that it's really not about us knowing God's plan. It's about us doing it. It's about us desiring it. That this, this pursuit is really about one of, of opening our soul and heart so that we are changed, so that the Spirit of God changes our desires, so that, that the plans we have become more and more aligned with the plans of God, that we really don't see God's will as something i got to do in order to get what I want, but we see that it is the very thing that I do want. That's what this pursuit is really about. It's about changing me and changing you so that our hearts align with the very heart of God. It's about a commitment. It's about a commitment of following through that one by, by knowing and studying and reading and being, a, being in the very Word of God, the, the clear revelation of God where he, he tells us the will in a lot of ways. Granted, some needs interpretation, but some doesn't. And it's just clear. And we know that God's consistent, that the Spirit of God is consistent. What He, what he reveals to us in our specific situation is going to be consistent to what He's revealed to us throughout the ages. So we're, we're committed to that. We're committed to relationships with one another of depth and accountability. And we're committed together with Samuel of pursuing God regularly. Speak, God. Your servant is listening. Amen. Amen.